to the club because you're that kind of nerd. Hello and welcome to the club. This is That Kind of Nerd, a podcast where we talk about the nerdy things we're passionate about and judge each other on what we bring to the table. I'm your host this week, Josh Burns, and I'm joined by Brian Thornton and CJ Mellon. Say hello. Press five for a witty opening. If you added up, oh yeah, you're you're funny, CJ. I, I love how you're trying to steal my stick. Here's my question. I did that if last week. If you added up all the seconds wasted in when you put the USB in one way and then it doesn't fit and then you flip it and then it doesn't fit and then you flip it again, learning that the first way you did it was actually the right way. <laughs> but your angle of approach was wrong. If you added all those seconds together, how much time do you think you'd get back in your day? Seven years. A day? Or just life. Let's say yeah, life. life. Yeah. I, th- I yeah. think it's a solid year of time that I've wasted doing that. <laughs> At the very least. Are you are you counting? Um, are you are you including all like you just used USB as the example and you're counting all cables because HDMI is my problem. I, not- I will most certainly expand that to all cables. You're absolutely correct. I've never had an issue with HDMI because I got the little. What? The uh, little no, you're trying to do no, a blind. You're trying like to do a blind. Yeah. You're behind the TV. You, can't, you don't know which way it goes in. Right. Five years later, like, God damn it, Roku, just fucking go in. Right. Is daddy okay? No. If we're no. if we're expanding this to all cables, I, I gotta go with at least I get three years of my life back. Oh yeah. At, yeah, it's, at it's least. a long it's a Easy. long, long time. Yeah. That that is it's, why I like USB C because it's like I don't care how you fucking do this. Just put it in. Just go yeah. ahead. Yeah, just plug me in. Just plug I'm good. Me in. Yeah. Yeah. USB C is the champ for that. All right. Since since relaunching the best nerdy podcast on planet Earth, we have a new show format. Uh, and and that's the thing that I just described, where we, you know we give each other points based on cleverness or take away points for stupidity and whatever. Or the give at points the end for of the stupidity. show, or yeah, or, or give, give points. points I have gotten stupidity. plenty of points from stupidity. I'm just saying the winner at the end of the show, uh, because we don't believe that we're all winners. No, the winner at the end of the show will be the host next week and i know that there's some follow-up before we get into like actual topics so cj if you would so uh at the end or or in the course of last week's episode we talked about uh josh trying to uh, amass the digital collection of our collective blockbusters that we have in our in our homes uh, I uh, said, yeah, well the, the more so josh does not have a blockbuster in his home. He has right. one in his mind. Correct. And he yeah. needs God to be able to recall that information and have it appear on his TV at any given. I that, that, I promise you, because I what was it like three or four episodes ago? We went over the mysterious cryptic messages in Blockbuster.com. I think that's what they've been working on this whole right. time. <laughs> How do we jack into Josh's brain like the Matrix? And whenever Josh thinks of a movie, it just pops up. More importantly. I should get a notification on my phone that Josh is thinking of a movie so that I may want to watch it so as well. So I'm glad I'm glad you asked it. I'm glad you said that, Brian, because that has been come that has become my life since the last time we have recorded to now, right? The last time that we talked about my my digital movie library and digitizing things, I think we're in the 400s of of movie collections, is that accurate? It's moving. It's moving for sure. I'm not so, sure what the So right is. now the latest library statistic in movies is 625. You're almost halfway through my collection. Okay. Now, yeah. I have figured out I have figured out the telepathic connection between Josh thinks of a movie and boom, I I start getting the digital version 
rocking and rolling. Okay? okay, I figured it out so much so that at one point I had to tell my phone, "Hey, for an hour, just don't talk to me, please. Just don't, <laughs> don't send me a single notification because I set up notifications, right? Please, just don't send. Just do your thing. Just don't talk to me for an hour." Then the hour was done. It's like I got like six more. I, I'm almost done. I'll get right through this. <laughs> I now am in the process of digitizing 247 additional movies. Uh, listen, I'm not saying that this is a, a bad thing. I, I was to told saying, all of the stuff that you have. <laughs> I think all we of the scared movies. him, Brian. I think we yeah. scared him last week. I, I do all- think our discussion about streaming and the power the studios have over your digital library kind of scared you into <laughs> jump jumping into Just the like, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. We got we got we got through to him. <laughs> I don't know if it's for the better I'm, or not. I'm terrified. I'm terrified. I'm terrified yeah. of losing all of these things that I love. I'm like, yep. how? What do you mean? No, it's not going to be available. That's not okay. That's not okay. I need pray for death. Right. My, I must have it. My favorite thing was the movies were just too much. Right. They were just they were, they were nonstop. Right. Because I've automated this process that I literally. Turned on the kill switch for television shows. I was like, I'm not, I can't, I don't have the, literally, I don't have the bandwidth to handle this. Amass the list, right? Get it ready for me. Cue it up, but don't do anything yet. Josh, that night, Cassandra says to me, oh, let's watch a movie. And she had a movie in mind. I will not say what movie it was. And she goes, can we watch this? And I look, it's not available on streaming right away. I know CJ owns it. I know I don't own it. I reach out to CJ. I said, hey, can you can you back this up real quick and this be next on your list so we can watch it later? And he had to pause everything because when he first <laughs> – he's like, Brian never asked me for anything because he's got 1,500 movies by himself. Yep, right. This is the one movie he's ever asked me for and it's going to take like 18 hours. <laughs> like, <laughs> So I paused it. I was like, it'll be – listen, I stopped everything for Josh. It'll be 20 minutes. Give me 20 minutes. I'll have it up. And I think I held firm to that 20. No, you I think did. You I did. Think I, I did. highly, I, I agree. And then I went right it. back to Josh's like 17 days. I'm like, okay, all right. That sounds about right. If I just leave this running 365, by the end of the year, I think we'll have. No, you're assuming that I, I won't keep That's the queue the, You're rolling. just going to keep at, <laughs> just going to keep yeah, the queue is The queue is going to keep so on going. So I, I, I figured out the psychic link. So uh, please, uh, I uh, don't, don't figure out any other ways listen now the right. only thing that could make this better if there was a 18 year old me that popped up on your phone that you could talk to and get movie <laughs> recommendations from right okay back in my block in my, in my blockbuster uniform which i still have my blockbuster uniform just for nostalgia's sake it's like hanging up in my closet somewhere the old blue polo and i have a a, a tin of all of my name tags Somewhere oh around goodness. here, somewhere yeah. around here, I still have all of my blockbusters. So, so we get like a like a like a Chat GPT thing where, it's, but it is Brian's digital presence, and you well, say, yeah, "I want to watch a movie," and it's just like, "Well, hold on, what so you want to watch?" I was, watch I was known Marshall. at my local blockbuster for two things. I was known for good recommendations, so I, I had a lot of people coming to me with for asking me, "Hey, you know, what should I watch?" And I would ask, "Well, you know, kind of, what are you into? What's you know, what's one of your favorite movies?" And then I recommend right. something, right? And I was also known for, hey, I saw this trailer. I don't know what the name of the movie is. Can you help me? Right. Has, yes, yes. And then I'd be like, okay, well, who's in it? So I remember very vividly one moment where someone says this to me. He's like, I don't know who's in it. I'm like, okay, do you know anything? Do you know anything about it? 
It's like, I think it is about a guy who gets abducted by aliens. I'm like, mysterious skin. And he's like, that's it. <laughs> I'm like, now, before you ask me, no, I have not seen mysterious skin. And that was part of my superpower. I would go through doing like blockbuster returns and I would read all of this cover art. I would look at the cover art. Like that's what you're doing all day. If you're not helping out customers, you're probably processing returns. So I got very good at knowing what movies I have never even seen were about who they starred so that when people would come in and say, Hey, what's this movie with this guy? I didn't need to see it, but I could point you in the right direction. I love doing that. That is the thing I miss most about Blockbuster, is doing those things. Anywho, going back to whatever we're talking about. What are we talking about? I just just (laughs) wanted to say, I figured out the psychic link. I had to disable the psychic link for television shows. Uh, And God help me, I will will see you in the year 2025 with this collection at least 60% done. Knowing, knowing how Josh works. Listen, if you if you give me uh, if you give me and like uh, oh I brought this on myself. An, yeah, give me an avenue to compile a library of things that you think libraries stop collecting. Like, I, you're just I just need to keep adding to it. It's not going to change every month. I I see you know last chance to watch on, and that's the problem. Now, every time I see Last Chance to Watch, <laughs> I'm going to treat it like it's forever. Right. I mean, it could, it could very well be so, in some cases. I, I, I don't know what the rules are around studios if they have to announce, hey, this is going to be gone forever. Um, because I know, like, Westworld was one of those things where they were like, hey, this is gone yeah. for good. Um, but I don't think they have to. I think they can just remove it and be like, yeah, we don't feel like ever putting it back. You know? It, it, anyway, listen. I could talk for hours about that. I could talk for hours about the freaking strikes going on and all that other stuff. We talked about that last week. Let, let's let's not dive into that. <laughs> I was waiting. I was waiting. All right, good. We're not diving in. We're not diving in. We're we're moving on to uh, to to our regularly scheduled program. See what you have to understand about the strike. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Which is topics of some nature. And I have flipped a coin and decided that CJ will give us a topic. Huzzah! Did you actually flip a hardcore coin like this? It was in media? my. It was in my mind. Oh, okay, I'll, I'll take that as well. I didn't know do, if Siri do did you, it. Do you do you account for the statistics of that, or do you just like how does it that bounces work? around? Oh, yeah, it bounces okay. around a little in your bit. mind palace. It just actually like, oh, there's a oh, it was coin. almost heads. What, oh, one gotcha. one week, Josh is going to be like, so I flipped the coin and it landed on its side. That's right. I don't. I don't know what to do. The coin won't <laughs> stop flipping, the, man. It won't stop flipping. The coin landed on top of an egg, which was standing on end yeah. at uh, the only equinox. On the equinox. Only on that's the, right. The moment of the equinox. The moment. That, that's a very important right. distinction. Wait, where it must where? be the exact moment of the equinox, Josh. <laughs> Is it the fact that that can happen, like proof of a flat Earth? Isn't that what they say? No, I I don't know. <laughs> it's a West Wing reference. It's a West Wing reference. See, I don't know. I'm just. Well, I know. Well, I Why thought I saw it. it. I thought you said I've you only... saw it. <laughs> West Wing. I've only seen like three and a half seasons. Oh. I and like I, I vaguely remember those three and a half seasons. I, I, there, I by the way, there is a TikTok filter of what West Wing character you are, Josh. Uh, those filters are not real. <gasps> How dare. it's all random. It's not. It's not random. You have to like. I mean, you have to upload all the pictures, and and so it's not. It's not real. Uh, the, like, listen, the <laughs> moment I found out that was rigged, I was so upset. <laughs> I 
was like, I want to see which random person I am. And I put the thing in. I like I went to the filter and I'm like, wait, I have to tell it which one I am. Oh, no, no, this one. No, no, this one has the pictures loaded and then it just cycles through and then it picks one. Oh, I haven't seen that one. But no, that's okay. still right. random. It's yeah, not I like, know. I understand. I, I, I'm it's I'm not, not taking your personality it. into account. I'm, so <laughs> for me, those things are so dumb. They are so stupid. How am it, it I supposed to no go through to life not knowing what bagel I am? I like, I like. First off, why would anybody care what type of cement mixer they are? Like, really? Well, and, you're not a tumbler. I mean, what, what are you doing in life? And, and, and in all actuality, like, if I want, if I was really so invested that I was like, "Ooh, which Harry Potter character am I?" I would take a personality quiz or something that sorts me into that. Like this whole, oh, oh I'm gonna hit a button. Too. I'm gonna hit a button and it's gonna roulette around. So who cares? Like, it doesn't speak to anything about you. Like, uh, it's so stupid. It makes no sense to me. Yeah, I don't need the Have test. we even I'm talked Josh, about I'm, a topic yet? I'm Josh Lyman. It's very, very easy. We all yeah. know you're Josh Lyman, and not just because you're named Josh. You live that backpack I've seen life. only three seasons, and I know you're Josh Lyman. Anyhow. Anyway. Sorry. I've had a very big cup of coffee I, this morning. I can, can tell. Okay. I've... Uh, this wasn't the topic, and I hit a nerve. I, Goddamn TikTok and their fake minutes. shit. I don't even know if we've broached a topic yet. How can they? Why don't they just scan my face and tell me what I really am? All right, anyway. I don't want anything scanning my face. That's the problem. <laughs> Your iPhone does that every day. Yeah, but it's Multiple times my before. iPhone. I don't want TikTok scanning my face. TikTok doesn't need to know. So anyway, my, yours, your topic. <laughs> my topic, my topic this week, uh, it comes to the, the broader theme. And, and Brian, I appreciate the fact that you spent as much time as you possibly could last week trying to watch Marvel Secret Invasion. Right? Keyword and I know, is trying. And I know that you didn't get through with it, right? I, I didn't, but I, I've watched enough that I have many thoughts. I already know how it's going to end, so that, I'm not neither I, here nor there about that. I would love to see if you're right or wrong, only because uh, I'm sure the ending is worse than, uh, than, than what you imagine it is. My bigger piece to this is... Secret Invasion, even if you just look at the, the critic scores and the fan scores on like Rotten Tomatoes and other aggregate sites, you will see that it is not very good. It, it, it was not well received across the board. And it, this, this made me question, why was this done as a six episode limited series when it could have been a werewolf by night, That's one right. and a half hour, two hour movie, Disney plus movie, right? Because you want me to get Disney plus. I don't want to go to the theater for this. This is not theater worthy, right? This is a made for TV movie style story. And get me the exact same thing. So my, my question is, and we're going to put on our, our hypothetical hats, knowing that the Kevin robot is in charge of the entire MCU. Do you think that they will see that this series not very well received? Do you think that they'll see that the 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 scope so far of Disney plus original content has not hit the way that they wanted it to hit and that they may change their strategy on this? Or do you think they're so far into the game that there's no no hope of adjusting at all? I think you know what, Josh, you go first, because we all know I'm, I'm the true believer. So I'm, I'll talk for a lot, a while, a while, a I long time. And I'm going to I'm going to say um, I'm not going to talk about it from the content side i'm gonna talk about it from strategy perspective they have laid out this entire phase so the very soonest they could change their strategy is the next phase um they have to release everything the way that they said they're going to release it they have to um make them exactly the same like 
If they said it was going to be a show, it's got to be a show. If they said it was going to be a movie, it's got to be a movie. If they said it was going to come out at this time, between these two things, that's when it's got to come out. Because any deviation from that would communicate a uh, too great a, a lack of confidence right. to, to be like overcome later. So they have to stay the course through phase whatever we're in five. right now. Five. Uh, stay the course through phase five, and before they release phase six, really make sure that it, they've evaluated all, all all these kind of inputs. I so, agree, and I disagree with that statement. No kidding. No, not in a good, not not in a I'm bad way. Take I, the middle of the road, right? No, no, no. I I agree with it, but I do think there is an out for them. I I think if they really wanted to change course, right now is actually the opportune time when we have both the writers and actors on strike. And they can say, well, hey, do the writers and actors on strike? Everything's been put on hold. We have to shift around dates as it is. We have to push yep. things back as it is. And as a reason for this shakeup, we're going to change this Disney Plus show to a two and a half hour special. We're going to change this movie to a Disney Plus exclusive. Like they can do all that and they could just blame the strikes. And no one would bat an eye. I don't think it would show weakness at all. If it weren't for the strikes, Josh, 100%, you're absolutely correct. But I think right now might be the opportunity for them. Now, will they? No. I think, as much as in Kevin Feige I trust, I think Hollywood and studios are notorious for taking the wrong lessons away from yeah. failures. Yeah. And, and it's, no, go ahead, Josh. You can't. It's it's what I I I don't disagree that. And I hadn't thought about blaming the strikes because I gen- generally don't think about blaming. I think about taking ownership, right? <laughs> so, so you have integrity. Can you imagine that? I, I have not. I, I didn't think about that angle. That'd be great. I just think I think that changing any one or two things. I, I think that changing the formats is dropping an oar in the water and hoping that you uh, move the freight liner, right? And that's not really. That's not really how big ships turn. They mm. need rudders in time, right? So, right. So, well, and I, and I agree with you. Regardless of of what, if they do change anything, it's going to take time. It's and let's face it, we had a very lackluster set of movies for the most part. Now, I haven't seen Quantum Mania or Guardians of the Galaxy three yet. Those are next on my list once I'm done with Secret Invasion. Those might be the exception, but I mean, a, a lot of movies that weren't well received. I think Hollywood in general needs to redefine what a box office success means because it does not mean the same thing anymore. So you're seeing all of these movies be, be called flops. I just read that, that Disney canceled their plans to do a Haunted Mansion sequel. Even though it, from what I saw, it was very well received. It just didn't make a crap ton of money because they're looking for those billion dollar movies. And let's face it, the only, the only billion dollar movie so far this year is Mario. Um, and I think Barbie might be trending to be a billion dollar movie, but that is it. Like the idea that you are going to make a billion dollars on every movie isn't just since 2020, it's not a reality anymore. And so I think that coupled with the, the sem the, the critical and fan backlash of some, uh, of some of these Marvel movies, right? Like, Let's face it, we all love Shang-Chi. I don't think it had the huge fan reception that Marvel was expecting it to get. Um, you know, I wouldn't I, say I love it. I loved it. I, I, I thought would. it was great. Um, but that's my point, right? A lot of these movies, whereas like pre-Avengers Endgame, everything was like everything was amazing. You had right. your outliers, you had Dark World, 
Uh, and you had very divisiveness it around Iron so Man 3. It was so rare that something wasn't a huge... Right. Or, or even just, well, the fans liked it. At least at least the fans enjoyed it, right? It was so rare not to get that hit, with the exception of Josh and Ant-Man. Look, this is the, this is the first... This is the first like uh, Marvel property that I've seen that was like the 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 tomato meter and the Flickster score were like identical. Yep, where they're which just is, like, yep, nobody w- nobody like, like this. Uh no, it's middle of the road. Everybody went. Everybody went. Eh, like looking. <laughs> ah, here's. I wanna. I do wanna. You 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 were just talking about the the blockbusteriness of of movies and and redefining what what is a blockbuster we we talked about this a little bit last week and so i want to just kind of refer back to that for a minute we talked about um specifically like wasn't it like wasn't what what you would consider a blockbuster or a big deal uh much much different right and and we talked about how every Eddie Murphy movie was yeah. a big deal. Look who's talking to, like, yeah. look who's talking, and look who's talking to, and look who's talking now. Mm-hmm. All had these big, like, hype train blockbustery type things, and not just in the theater, but then once they hit the the blockbuster shelves, right? Yeah. So, like, I I agree with you that what we've entered into now is this uh, this area where we have shit that is deemed shit and released directly to streaming services, which is not always shit. Mm-hmm. We have everybody's like, oh, yeah, these are fine. Great. Maybe they go to the theater for a week or two. Maybe they don't. And then we have these like uber ridiculous over the top. And everybody's trying for like fighting for elbow room to be in that space. And not every, you know, not really not everybody's a winner, kid. Yeah. Well, and, and the other thing, I saw a, a TikTok, and I swear, I, I can't remember the, the TikToker, so I apologize I to that person because I'm sure one. they're listening to this. Yep. I I saw this TikTok, and it might be the same one, CJ, because we're on the same side of TikTok, where this guy uh, was saying, he, he was talking about the strike, but he, he started off by talking about blockbusters were called blockbusters because they used to wrap around the block. The line used to wrap around the block. And, in, and Hollywood and the studios have turned this in. And when we were all kids, you get three or four blockbusters a year. Yeah. So, like, yep. there was three or four movies that you were definitely like, I'm going to go see that. Um, you know, the, the, two at summer and two in Christmas. Right. Right. Yes. Like, like Correct. Jurassic Park. Right. Like, that was. A lot of hype around it, Steven Spielberg, dinosaurs, right? Like I remember there being a lot of a lot of fervor around that. And you would get three or four of those a year. And then the rest were smaller, maybe independent, maybe, you know, not as large, not billion dollar movies. So that as a consumer, it was worth going out those three to four times a year to, to experience the blockbuster. Right. And in the past 20, 30 years, the studios have changed it to every week. There's not just one blockbuster coming out. There's multiple blockbusters. You have the, the Barbenheimer weeks, right? Like, and it's every week. And then the studios scratch their heads and they go, why aren't we making money in these movies? Well, because we as a consumer now, you, you, and we've talked about this before, you are pricing your demographic out of this experience because you're right. making these 
you know, $600 million movies, you have to recoup those costs. You charge the theaters an arm and a leg to get the rights to show it in their theater. The theater needs to charge 18 freaking dollars for a movie ticket. So now me as a consumer, I'm stuck here saying I can only see one this month. Right. Or, because a night out at the movies for a family of four is well yeah. over a hundred bucks. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So like, you so the, the and I was like that's a really good point. I completely missed that fact. Is that the idea of the blockbuster? It, it's it's literally every week we get a reprieve in the months of this October. like after Christmas. No, yeah. not even October. October you have your your Halloween, your horror ones, your yeah, horror yeah, yeah. movies. You have so like it start and it, it starts earlier and earlier. It starts in March now. It starts in, in uh, like, you know, Quantum Mania came out in February. You have a brief reprieve for between the after Christmas and beginning of February because that's when all your award winners are, are trying to come out in time for Oscar season. That's when all of your, like, studio – like, January is notorious for the month of we have this sitting on the shelf. Let's just dump it in January because right. we don't think we're going to make a ton of money on it. And then in Feb- end of February or March – it starts up again. And so like it's it, it is getting a little ridiculous. And so like again, this this comes back to my point. Like Hollywood has got to either scale things back because they're pricing out their key demographic. We sit here and wonder why are movie theaters so empty? Oh, it's that damn streaming. I don't think it's totally streaming. Yes, that has definitely has a part a part to do with it. But the 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 argument in my brain every single time is if I'm going to spend fifty dollars just for me and my wife to go to the theater, then it better be something that I know I want to see, that I know I'm going to love. Otherwise, I'll wait the six months until it hits streaming. So 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 I I let I let I let the conversation go go uh, down the down the rabbit hole of Sorry, um, we're talking No, about it's okay. <laughs> I did I did it I did it because I did it because I I think it's I think it's a, a worthwhile conversation to have. I do want to like kind of rein us back in to Secret Invasion and get uh, at the very least um some thoughts from CJ as to what was good and what was god awful. There there's a scene that it, it, it this was and i think i told brian this offline right there there is a scene in secret invasion that i think encapsulizes everything that was wrong with secret invasion it's uh spoiler alerts nick fury uh is at uh his secret ultra site that has the the macguffin that they're looking for in this episode and he opens up individual graves, and one grave has his eye patch. One grave has his gun. Another grave has some bullets. Another grave has his trench coat. Right, four or five different graves that he opens to find. It's, it's in a mausoleum, so yeah, it's not graves. Ma- mausoleum, right? It opens up to tombs, get his wardrobe, right? To get his wardrobe, and I'm like, you know, you could have put that all in one thing, right? You didn't have to make separate ones for your eye patch, one for your gun, one for the bullets of the gun, one for the trench coat. You didn't need to do that. You could have just put this all in one thing and that (laughs) is what's wrong with secret invasion you didn't have to make this six episodes i would have been a little bit more thrilled not in the sense of my time investment but i think you could have also cut a lot of fluff out of this thing if you said this has to be two hours it's gonna be a disney plus special and you'll get the story and and maybe the story stays the same for the beats and again it's not a great story with the beats but at least, like, I didn't waste six weeks because I did it week by week. 
trying to stay invested with this, I could do a two hour movie and be like, listen, I mean, like it wasn't great, but at least it was only two hours. This is, this is, uh, listen, I'm going to agree with what you're saying. Um, give you five points for that parallel. That was really good. <laughs> and also say that this in my brain, this is Star Trek into darkness. If I cared about Khan's story. Yes. Right. And I okay. don't, right, I don't care. Yeah. That's a good one. And, and I don't. And, and again, the Nick Fury that we leave. So this is the other part too. And this is, this is a larger conversation. And I have obviously the only thing that I have seen from the Marvels is one or two trailers. I, I, you know me, I stay away from trailers. I just try to stay with, am, am I excited to go see the movie? The moment I am, I'm done. Seeing the Nick Fury at the end of Secret Invasion, I don't know how he goes into the Marvels and continues to do his Nick Fury game. I don't know how well, he... I don't think he does. And listen, I don't know how it ends. I haven't watched the last two episodes. Um, here's the thing. Like, I just don't get it. I don't know what this I, character is. I agree with CJ in terms of, for the story that we got, this did not need to be six episodes. I think, and this is the true believer in me, I was reading the comic books when Secret Invasion came out. And Secret Invasion had such a profound impact on the M- the Marvel comic book universe as a whole. Because they made it very clear that the scrolls had been infiltrating Earth and replacing people in power, superheroes, random people who were connected to superheroes for a long time, decades. And it changed the way you thought about people. There were characters who you thought died in 1993, who now in 2007, it turns out they've been a scroll that whole time. And, and it caused you to question anybody. Anybody was, anybody was fair game. Anyone. They would show up as a scroll and you would, the first, like, how long had they been a scroll? You didn't know because the, the, the infiltration was happening slowly over time. Right. And this, this series does not have that effect. It does not have the same gut punch and spoilers for anybody. I, I'm far enough that they revealed that Rhodey was a scroll. And I've also read articles where they're saying, oh, he's been a scroll since Civil War. Bullshit. That doesn't make any sense in the narrative. Yeah. And in fact, in the text of the series itself, they say, we didn't start doing this until Nick Fury disappeared. And because, and, and that's the other thing, going to Josh's point, I don't care. I don't care about your plight, Gravik, because what you're, right. you're throwing a hissy fit because Nick Fury disappeared after being blipped away for a time. And they don't even, they don't even specify how long he disappeared for. I don't know when this is supposed to take place in the timeline. Because they keep saying you were gone for years. Okay, are we talking about the five years of the blip? Are we talking about he was gone for years since he came back from the blip? Has he been up in space for three years? Has he been up in space for three months? I don't know. But all I know is that one guy got his his underwear in a bunch over the fact that Nick Fury went up to space for a while and stopped looking for a home for the scrolls. And now they're starting to do this. So, again... You're telling me that Rhodey has been a scroll since Civil War. That's BS because in the text you told me this did not start until after the blip, after Endgame. So that's thing number one. I don't think the show even understands where it is in the timeline or is reconciling where it is in the timeline to make it make sense. Uh, for this to have mattered at all, you needed to be 
okay with having lasting ramifications on the MCU. And it really seems like Marvel did not want to commit to that. They didn't want to commit to making some very big shakeups on a Disney Plus show, which to CJ's point, okay, then do it as a movie and do it right so that, oh, hey, X, Y, and Z person who was at Endgame, they were a scroll the whole time. This reminds me of when WWF back in the day came to Reading, right? And I got tickets to go see an exhibition, right? It's not a televised. It wasn't Raw or anything, right? It was just WWF. And there was a title shot, right? They're like, hey, this person's going to compete against a title. And I'm looking at my friend like, we realize that this isn't televised. They're not going to change the intercontinental title in in the middle of Reading fucking Pennsylvania, Right. Like this is this isn't this isn't going to mean shit. Right. Right. I'm going to watch Raw on Monday and everything's going to be as it was. Right. This is what this was. Oh, that's Rhodey's a scroll. But if you just watch Rhodey's behavior at all in this show, you're just like, yeah, he's like he's off the Like he's fucking crazy from episode two. He's not. Yeah, You're just like, what the fuck is wrong with Rhodey? So like when they when they reveal it in episode three, I'm like, "Uh, all right. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know how you didn't see that coming. Yeah. Uh, the other, <laughs> my other problem with not just this show, but uh, prepare yourself. I'm about to say something bad about Marvel. Um, with the way Marvel has handled Nick Fury in general is I am so sick of seeing Nick Fury get caught with his pants down. Like, yeah, I was waiting for that twist the entire time. Like, Nick Fury's wearing glasses. It's because he can see scrolls. Nick Fury's got the thing to get the edge up. And then it's like, oh, he doesn't? Oh, well, this the is The thing about Nick Fury, and even the Marvel Universe, is like, oh, you're always three steps ahead. Oh, you always right. know what's going on. That's the beauty of Nick Fury. It's like, this guy is so smart. And he's, he's supposed to be the Batman of the MCU. Right. He's so smart. He has all the connections. He can play ball with these superhero things. Uh, with these superhero characters. And in the comic book, they obviously they do that. They do that very well. In the comic book, in, in Secret Invasion, Nick Fury had disappeared for like five or six years and no one knew where he was. And then like all of a sudden, issue number four of Secret Invasion, he shows up and he says, I disappeared because I, I knew this was happening. And I'm here to save the day because I've been preparing for this this entire right. time. And you're like, oh, holy crap, Nick Fury's a badass. And I have yet to see Nick Fury be a badass in the MCU. In the he, yeah, he walks around with the trench coat. In the Avengers, he's sitting there like kowtowing to the World Council, who who wants to nuke New York, right? And he's like, oh no no no, give me time, give me time. He gets caught with his pants down with with Loki and freaking Hawkeye taking on the Helicarrier, right? And right. then immediately in Winter Soldier. Oh, half of the organization you've been running forever is Hydra, and he didn't know about it. He had no, you know, plans in place. He gets caught off guard there, and then he disappears for a while. And now I come back to Nick Fury, who is now all of a sudden so shook by the blip for reasons, which I don't know if they explain it in five or six, but there's no reason. This is the only character who has been blipped that we have followed up with, who some for some reason has PTSD around it. Like he remembers being blipped or what happened after being blipped. Like there, there's a, yeah, like to your point, it's all fluff. I I, I can do with all, all of it. And B, where is my badass Nick Fury? Where is my Nick? This should have been, this should have been Mission Impossible Rogue Nation, but with Nick Fury. Yeah. yeah. This should have been, I can't trust any, like Nick Fury finds this out, says, I can't trust anybody in the government, goes rogue. Maybe, you know, grabs Talos, maybe grabs Maria Hill and says, listen, 
we got to figure this out. And then you are fighting the scrolls and you have the government on your, on your hide, which is pretty much every Mission Impossible movie, but most notably Rogue Nation. Even the death of Maria and Talos were like, I'm that bullshit. Yeah. What? That, that was, was like, it? That's another your, yeah. character who we didn't give any freaking due to. Like, we, we cast Colby Smulders as Maria Hill. And then collectively, she's in what a half hour of screen time. She's, yeah, she's been. Listen, she, she had her fun. Like it's uh, like I I, I would like that character. I would like to see more of her. I mean, she was a scroll. I mean, they did the Spider Man thing where hey, she's a scroll too, right? But like unceremon- unceremoniously killed, and then Talos is making a huge sacrifice, and like nothing, nothing. no nothing? recognition, like nothing. And I'm like, this is beyond disappointing to it and i realized that there's that comic book thing of nobody and then they burn his body i'm like oh well okay so he actually is dead so he's actually gone and there was no i don't know there was no impact to it because it felt so hollow so if you're my, gonna kill a character it should mean something and that's why i felt like this was that wwf patch well, that and, there was and, no and consequences to that point there. right there was no consequences even though even the consequences that were there were it didn't feel like this is a major deal my my tail question, uh, and I, I I want to throw this to, to Josh real quick. Is the yeah, next things that we've lot. got are we've got Loki season two. We can't change Loki. We know Loki has to be a TV show because Loki already was a TV show. You can't change that. So Loki season two, fine. That's we've October sixth, right? Yeah, you've got well, nothing's October sixth. Nothing's anything until this strike is over. Well, Echo, I mean that that's filmed. Ironheart that, set in stone. Agatha and Daredevil are the next TV shows that are on the roster. Josh, do you think there is any sense knowing that let's say Marvel has all the, the, the cover that they need. Does it make any sense to take any of these and make it a dig, a, a Disney movie or should these stay as series? So I think that the Agatha Har- Harkness storyline has enough, um, interest and history to be a, a series right there's enough story there yep um and look daredevil i you know as much if, daredevil content as you can get that's that's if marvel follows suit with the way they've been setting daredevil up there's no way uh, even a three-hour movie is going to be enough right yes there's this is too like a much 23 story. episode Disney. This is their most ambitious That's, Disney th- Plus. Th- th- this is their most ambitious. It yeah. is two full seasons of of story. Good. Yeah. Um just just all in your face. I mean, I can't. I mean, is, is it going to be weekly? Is it going to be two episodes a week? Is if not, it's 6 months of yeah. story. Here's the other thing. I, they've already started shifting things around cuz that that link you sent us CJ has Loki was set for summer. And Marvels was set for July. Yeah. And both of those are happening at the end of the year. Um, I know Blade has been pushed back. It's not even done filming and the strike is, is stopping that. I, I but the the quite frankly, like I think it's time, I think it's time to revisit a lot of this stuff. Like the only reason we added Agatha in there is because of the fact that WandaVision was received WandaVision so well. Was a great WandaVision like was a great way to start off this thing, right? Right. But then we undercut it with Quantumania. <laughs> or not Quantumania. We undercut Gosh, it with uh, Multiverse, Multiverse of Madness. Madness. I, it, it's like the television side and the, and the movie side are talking to each other. I, well, I, I, but you know what? They Back in the day, when you had Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Inhumans, they weren't talking to each other. But you know what? It was very much understood that like 
this doesn't really have anything to do with this. Well, and I don't but know. Now, does neither does Secret Invasion. <laughs> but that's the problem, right? Like but now you are you are bringing over major characters. You are getting Don Cheadle to show up. You're getting Sam Jackson to show up. You're you're referencing events in Captain Marvel. Yet you have no impact on the future. That's the problem with all of these shows, quite frankly. Is the the ones that are good had lasting impact. WandaVision, until Multiverse of Madness, had an impact on the MCU writ right. written large. Or at the very least, just on those characters, right? Yeah. To your point, yeah, we completely screwed it up with Multiverse of Madness. Um, Loki, I mean, Loki's uh, designed to take place outside of it. But Kang was introduced in Loki. Right. Yep. Like... Captain America, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. And, and then undercutting Quantumania. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't seen Quantumania yet. But Falcon and the Winter Soldier was our setup as, for Sam as Captain America, which is going to be a movie, has lasting ramifications on the MCU. And I probably think... Probably going to be undercut by Captain America Brave New World. Probably. <laughs> like, they're just going to... This is, this is the but, theme. Everyone else that's the problem, the right? Everything that's happening to... I'm sure the Marvels is going to undercut everything that just happened in Secret Invasion for Nick Fury's uh, or, perspective. Or, or even that... Or Miss Marvel, right? We, we had Miss Marvel introduced and we... And quite frankly, set up the Marvels. Right, and I and I enjoyed that show. It's I don't know where when it happened, maybe around She Hulk, but it seems like the first four shows were very committed to, hey, may not be huge ramifications, but it benefits you to watch this thing, yeah. right? And now we're in this really ambiguous zone where we're like, we don't want to have any lasting ramifications on the MCU writ large, which makes no sense to me. And, yeah. I, and I don't think Brian, I don't I don't think it's. Um... All right, so from from the beginning of, of this phase, um, I've been saying the same thing. I don't think this content is, um, for the most part, w worthy of what, what we've been seeing. And as much as I hate being the guy that's like, I want my Marvel, now what we're seeing is um, I, it's almost like they're afraid to commit too much um, because, look, there's no way you can hope to to replicate the kind of success that that happened uh in in the infinity saga because mm. you weren't expecting there to be an infinity saga yeah. right you were you were throwing shit at the wall and seeing what stuck with iron man and now it's just like there here's is a is a playing to lose or playing not to lose is not the same as playing to win yeah that's right? what i liked and about she-hulk they addressed I, that <laughs> Playing, playing not to lose. You are look. You're going to lose, right? <laughs> For any any fan of football, that uh, you know, the, your team's up by six in in the fourth quarter. There's two minutes left, and your team goes into a prevent defense. You go great. We're screwed. Mm -hmm. They're you're gonna let them score because you're giving up the entire middle. Just, I actually understood that reference. You're doing you're doing just enough not to get kicked in the face hence the the 52 percent tomato meter and 53 percent flickster mm -hmm. Th this is saying nobody cares enough to feel extreme about it one way or the other and that's not good no no it's right it's not. don't don't give me the meh ever i'm gonna i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna bring an end to this by saying uh cj the topic 
uh, three points for it. I already gave you five for the parallel. Brian, I'm going to give you three for the rabbit hole. I think the rabbit hole was worth exploring. And uh, I'm going to give you another um, two for the the secret invasion context. And I'm going to give you um, another one point for uh, really making it easy for listeners to understand why this is so different than the comic book, specifically the Nick Fury um the Nick Fury approach. So that's uh we're we're gonna we're gonna stop talking about secret invasion at this point and move on to a different topic, Brian. And you have brought what for us? I found a list. Oh, oh fuck. <laughs> I, I found a list, and I think this is a worthy list to look at. I, I, you know what? I'm known for the list that I provide to actually be pretty solid list, not lists that we get angry about. So that's true. That's true. I'm wondering if this is the same. This is the list of the 15 incredible remakes that totally outshine the original. Um, and I perused this list. Some of these things I was like, oh, yeah, I completely forgot that was a remake, which proves – how effective the remake was in outshining the original. And I'm curious as to your thoughts as to what's on this list. Did you know it was a remake? Um, if you didn't, cool. Uh, you know, we can have a discussion about that. But also, you know, is there anything you would add to this list? Because, I mean, remakes remakes are not new, right? Like, I, you know, a lot of people like to make the, oh, Hollywood's out of ideas. All we're doing is remakes and existing IP. That's That's been going on forever for decades right um so you know we we have a ton on here and i'm curious as to your thoughts around what's on this list or anything that you would add to this list wasn't war of the worlds a radio thing yes it was also a movie in 50s, i know i know i know it was well it was i guess orson welles radio play before the yes. yeah i i guess what i'm saying is i think uh i prefer the radio thing to the the movie the movie was not good. Um, he really, yeah. yeah. Well, it was called LA Takedown, it's not the same, it, that's, it's the same story, it's the same, yeah. Did we just yeah, change the name, yeah? Uh, but it okay, I don't like, I got a problem with this list too. But the point yeah, being, I don't, I don't that, have a problem with the list. What I what I think uh, I, I'm getting at here is like LA Takedown did not have you know a Robert De Niro, Al Pacino type. Right, right. Uh, Dune was not a thing. Uh, the nineteen eighty four Dune was disagree. very much a thing. It's, it's, Dune it's, was a it's, cult. It's cult, it, but it, it's it's very cult. much a huge cult. Dune is a cult classic. Dune yes. was not a movie for the masses. This but, one is. This, but but this is not. But that's the point, right? Is is it because this new one is a, a movie for the masses, as you say? I have not seen it. I refuse to see it. Um, why does it outshine? Why I I just have no desire to see it, and I have I don't like Timothy Chalamet. My love oh, for Zend- I, my love for Zendaya does not outweigh my hate for Timothy Chalamet. She's only in it for like five seconds, so you're fine. Um, Denis Villeneuve said all sorts of stupid stuff beforehand, which made me pissed off and said, I'm just not going to see this on principle. So that's, Oh man, it's, I think it's so good. You know, maybe once part two is out, maybe I'll feel a little bit differently. I'm not saying I am writing it off completely. I'm saying right now, as it stands, I have no desire to dive down that rabbit hole. It's just, it's not a fandom I need to get into right now. I, you know? I agree with most of the things 
I agree with most of the things on this list. Um, I, not maybe not West Side Story because that doesn't make any sense to me. Um, I didn't know of, a Star was the born rest of them. was honest until Papa Thornton a while back. I think when this movie came out in 2018, had pointed out that it was actually a remake of a, of remake, a remake of a remake. Of a remake. Like right. It was in it's three like, levels it's, deep. It's like every 25 years we do a new version. <laughs> it's like of we should do another the stars. But like but, you, uh, you laugh, but that's legit. Like what it is, right? Yeah, it's yeah. like it, it's one of those movies that's constantly in. Oh, hey, you know, music has changed and. Right. Cinema has changed. Let's do another a Star is Born. The fact right? Hamlet's on this list, it makes me want to punch somebody in the, in the <laughs> yeah, face. Yeah. Uh, like, who the fuck didn't know Hamlet was a thing it before should, this? It shouldn't be there. I, I think my my favorite thing on this list is True Grit. Um, okay. I, 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 did, I didn't know. I didn't know it was there was uh, one before. I mean, I guess intuitively I should have figured that out. Um, I believe it had John but Wayne, it is, didn't it? It was a John Wayne movie. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. From like, I didn't get into westerns until yeah. I don't know last year. I, I mean, recently. I mean, quite frankly, if it weren't for the fact that my dad was such a big westerner uh, and western fan <coughs> and had a whole bunch of John Wayne films, I wouldn't know See, that you great was. It was my, un- I, my uncle was a John Wayne fan, so maybe that's that's just yeah. Why I, I, I think it. it's yeah. just because we grew up around people who were John Wayne fans. But if we didn't have that, we'd have no clue. Yeah. I. Yeah. I, look. I, and I love, 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 love True Grit. I had no idea The Mummy was a remake. Wow. Remake so, in the sense of there were Mummy Universal movies, and now here's another right. one that's called The Mummy. Yeah. But like, that's that's the, the one that I find. Story. It's the one I find very ambiguous. Story. Very ambiguous, right, is is The Mummy. Um, I, I think, I, I don't know. I, but here's the thing. It's the same concept. It's a mummy. It's by Universal. So we change the focus, that's right? That's where the similarities change, are done. But we change the focus, and this goes to something that I would add to this list, which is the the newest Invisible Man. Right. So, but great, great way to adjust the premise. But it adjusts to the premise. Same thing with this mummy, right? This mummy is technically the mummy. We're just not watching the movie from the mummy's perspective like all the Universal monster movies did. We're watching from the perspective of people who untombed the mummy, right? So I, I give it a pass, even though it's not beat for beat the same story or the yeah, same like, movie. Like this list would put Dracula Untold on this. Be like, see, it was a remake. Dracula like, Untold is a no, piece of crap. No, it was not. <laughs> no. But Dracula Untold is a piece of crap. Right, it was. Well, so was War of the Worlds. And Speaking it's on this of which, too. sidebar, there is a new Dracula movie coming out that looks legit. Have you? Yeah, have the you, last, last Voyage last, of the Demeter? The Last the Voyage boat? of the Demeter. Oh, God, I have no interest in this whatsoever. No, dude. Like, here's, oh. here's why. I love that idea. Well, A, it's taking one line. First off. It's taking one line from the novel and expanding it into probably a three-hour movie. Let's face it. So will it be padded and stuffed? Yes, most certainly. But I love the idea of there's nowhere to run. There's no – I'm going to go hide here, you know, until daylight. Like it's it's, – you're on a boat against Dracula. I I find that very intriguing. I think that's cool. Um but I would, I would most certainly so like stuff like Ocean's Eleven, right? Like I think that's a great addition because the original Ocean's Eleven is meh, right? Uh, the, the original Ocean's <clears throat> Eleven was was made to put the Rat Pack on the screen. Exactly. Where is Gone in sixty seconds? Then that should See, be included this is, on this. This that's, is what I'm asking. Good, what, yeah. what are you gonna? That's, add? A, that's a great ad. That should be on this. I, I I love that. I love you know, like I said. I'd, I'd add the newest Invisible Man. Incredible remakes that totally outshine the original, and I disagree with that premise. Unless Donnie Donnie Lowrider, 
is is a, a dramatic improvement on that list. I'm I just love the original because it is. Listen, the Nick Cage one is be, the better production value. Is better, but you like Steve? You're a big Steve McQueen fan, or I like liked what, Bullet that? and I like Gone in sixty seconds very much, <laughs> sir. And I, as a matter of fact, if you check the movie collection that I've digitized, you will see that I have the sequels to Gone in sixty seconds from the sixties on there too. So, so question, yeah. CJ, as someone who may or may not have seen the original, because I actually haven't. Does the Italian job end up on this list? Italian job is huge and it's a great movie. I love that movie. Yee, ooh. It's a it's a very different okay. version of Does that movie. It, uh hold on. <laughs> the problem again, verbiage on the article that totally outshines the original, right? With if that I give verbiage, you verbiage, no. but the thing is like from from mm, are you sure? Because that let's think about totally it totally outshines Totally outshines the original. I.e., uh, the way the way I read that is, we'll take Heat for example. If you asked anybody, is he to remake? Nine out of ten people would have no idea. The the cine nerds like us would, right? But most people would not know that that was a remake. Same thing with Ocean's Eleven. As yeah, but, much as but, hey, on. the rap. Whoa, you're, you, does you're, anybody you're brought, you're, know the Michael you're Keane Italian Pacino job? and De Niro no. on the screen at the same time? No matter what the movie, it's better than any original. No, because no, I, that's not true. Because the right Italian job is like who? Uh, so you 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 have uh, Michael Caine and Benny Hill in in a heist movie? No thanks. It's a great. It is a great film from what I've read. I've never watched it. But I, it is a look, great film I had no idea it was a thing until just now. But that's oh, my okay. point, right? So does the what was it? Two thousand four, two thousand five, two thousand three. Yeah. yeah. Um, Italian Job outshine that one. I would say if I pull like forty people and only ten of them know it, yeah. The answer is probably yeah. Listen, if you if you said yes, the answer is yes. I wouldn't argue with you too much, but I would be like, I don't know if I can. I don't know if I will if I could let it go completely unchallenged. But yes, fine. I'll the give I'll give yes. you I'll give you an example of the other of the other route. Right. The people listen. The people that would say no are dead. <laughs> right. Well, but here's the thing. I'll give you an example from right, the okay. other end of the spectrum of a movie that is so classic that I don't think it could be usurped. Oh, no matter how many remakes we make, and that's Rear Window. Right? right, every time we we've had so many versions of Rear Window, um, with different like there was that Amy Adams movie for last year. I can't remember the name of it because it was awful. Disturbio with Shia LaBeouf. That movie has been remade time and time again for modern sensibilities. And the answer to all of this is, oh, it's Rear Window, but with Shia LaBeouf. That's a movie that will never be outshined. And I don't think you can say the same thing about. The Italian job. There is one movie that I. This is one of those things of like some nerd told me somewhere down down the the rabbit hole like years ago, and it's stuck in a in a in a room in my mind palace. Which is Scarface is actually Scarface a remake a from remake. a 1932 movie, yep. and I think that one obviously completely outshines any piece of shit that was out. And I, I think that that should most certainly be on this list. Scarface is definitely one of those. Right? Anything? Any other thoughts, Josh? Anything you might want to add? I find it funny. The Count of Monte Stevens. Cristo, isn't that? Were there like ones in the 30s for the Count of Monte Cristo? I like that. Probably. I, I find it funny that you have an issue with both Steven Spielberg movies on this list, by the way. But that's either here or there. That's funny. Uh, look, I, I once you're like, like, for instance, like the Italian job, right? Mm. I mean, once once you you crest that generational mark, I like, I don't think you can really compare. Mm. It, it's just, it's too. Yeah, they're too far apart. Um, I think that 
in a lot of cases, yeah, I, I had no idea there were uh, originals of or other, you know, other movies of these movies, but it's because they were made in the 30s to 60s. Right. Mm-hmm. Hence the Star and, is Born. I'm just like, what the fuck and here? where's my reference for that? Like, I knew the Star is Born, but only because Chris Christopherson. I was going to say, the Barbara Streisand Star is Born was like in the 70s, CJ. I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't exposed. So, so I, you know, I just, like, most of these are so far removed that it's unreasonable, right? Uh, my, the, the not knowing the John Wayne thing, that's a problem. That's on me. Um, but other than that, that's like, fun. No, 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 that goes in the same vein of me not knowing about a Star is Born. That was a little bit before your time. All right, you can, all right. You can claim fair. That, right? I, should, I should still, I should still be expected. To your point that. is, your point is correct in the sense of some of these originals that you're remaking. They're so far removed from your zeitgeist, or or so far removed from your awareness of it that you can't possibly be like, oh, I didn't know. And then like you watch it and you think it's an original thing, and then you find out about the new, the old one, and you go and watch it. And that's what happened with me in Gone in sixty seconds. Watching this cage, the Nick Cage movie, fell in love with the car, fell in love with the premise, and then my godfather was just like, "Do you know about the Steve? Mc- like, do you know about Bullet? And you know about all this shit?" And I'm like, "Oh my god!" And that's what I like about stuff like that, where you find out, "Oh, this is a remake, right?" Just like uh, Judge Dread and Dread, right? That's another one where just like, listen, they're different movies. They're the same character, and they're both, you know, one's a reboot or a remake, but like. They're different movies. Go watch Dread and then go watch Judge no, Dredd. They're, and be like, they're okay. very different films. And they're, they're very different films made for very different times. Same but, thing with like The Secret Life of Walter Mitty, which is, I mean, that's a story that's been told over uh, a, a couple times, right? I don't know if I like the new one better. I, 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 I'm not a big fan of the Ben Stiller Secret Life of Walter Mitty, but it's one of those things that go back and go watch something. And I think that's I'm going to add a couple. And, and I'm going to add a couple to, to that same vein, right? And to Josh's point of, some of this stuff was made in the 30s and 40s, right? Um, but I will add The Mask of Zorro as something that has completely outshined any any of the other Zorros that have come up. Yep. Um, to the point the Mask where... Mask sucked. I, are you kidding me? You the bite Mask your tongue, Zorro sir. The Mask of was a fun movie, It sir. was fun. It was, was it stupid? It introduced Absolutely. us to... It's like any Three Musketeers movies. <gasps> By the way, Three Musketeers! Yeah, I'm that, adding that the Disney terrible. Three Musketeers on there. The Disney yeah. version, specifically. Hell, I'll Peter even take Sutherland Man in the Iron scene. Mask, right? I'll take Man in the Iron Mask. I hate Man in the Iron Mask. Yeah, it's I'll, terrible. I'll add... Movie. I'll Okay, fine. Maybe, Josh, maybe you won't, get, won't butt up against this one. I'll add Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Oh, okay, Wait, listen. the Kevin Costner version? The Kevin only, Costner version is probably the listen. best. Besides Errol <laughs> Flynn, is probably the best version of Robin Hood. Unlike oh, wait, Robin no, Hood's Fox. I speak the, the, the Disney British Fox accent. is my favorite version of Robin Hood. But if we're talking only, about that, like, only because all the other versions are such dog shit. And, <laughs> and look, Robin Hood Prince of Thieves was not, was not a good movie one the one thing it had going for it was alan rickman right who was amazing uh, and and like the soundtrack was misplaced this is like the the most uh frozen no, was, in time. no that's a valid that is a that, that is very valid criticism on that the movie. soundtrack was incredibly right. misplaced it's the, the same Anderson. as the dirty dancing soundtrack it's the same thing why we have a movie that is set in the in the in the nineteen fifties, playing Eric Carmen from the nineteen eighties. Yeah, this doesn't make on. any sense. It's so like on. that was a thing. No, 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 hold on, hold on. Right? Wait a the minute. Movie, that's on. what I'm you saying. It's frozen in time. Dirty dancing. What the fuck? You're right. 
Are you serious? I never thought about it. I just enjoyed it. And now you son of a bitch. Like, I've had the the time of my life. That's not, that doesn't belong in that movie. You're absolutely right. Why was (laughs) it in there? <laughs> for the wrong fucking decades. It's not even close. Not and here's even remotely so, close. So I am. Oh, uh, I'm not like. Bitch. I love, love, love <laughs> Prince of Thieves hold on, because. Hold on. Hold on. What is that? What, what, you're, but you're okay with that in the Knight's Tale? Is that okay? Are we okay that, with the Knight's Tale? The, yes, because I, I yes, because. If there is because Please. it's the entire way through. Okay, it's the good. whole uh, no, way no, through. Solid. But, but right even, there. even more you. importantly, Thank right? You. Like oh. the knight's a knight's tale interweaves <sighs> the soundtrack into the story from the moment, from from jump, right? Like you had the people going bum 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 to we will rock you. Oh, thank God. That, the whole way through. This thank is you. just like the, the the droppings, the background. Oh my God! But you were just going to make say, me hate movies on principle. I was very concerned for my life. I right will now. Say like you're gonna that. you're gonna go from "Be My Baby" to "She's Like the Wind" by Patrick Swayze. Oh my God! Thank you so much. By the way, fifty points to Josh for the next time I host. Just oh my God! Wow, I'm I'm competing at a deficit for the next uh, time deficit, CJ hosts. Yeah, that's that right. is the worst. Fifty point <sighs> deficit. That's a Joshua. lot of points. That's a lot oh, of points for Shattering Glass. Yeah. Oh shit. All right, yeah, but then anyway. you saved it. But then you saved a night's tale. Do I me. get any points for the next time you host for bringing up the topic? Yeah, 50, the topic is great. Said 50 points for this topic. So there you go. All right, good. I'm the one who said Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. But I will say, Josh, as much as you have an issue with that soundtrack, that was a time in what, like early 90s. Yes, that but was that's why I'm saying that was the norm. I know, but that's that's also the reason I dislike the Mask of Zorro, Man in the Iron Mask. Like all of these period pieces from like 1990 to 2000 and early <laughs> are all kind of the same thing, and they're all not good. I, I, I disagree. They're like, oh, let's do a period piece, but let's use somebody popular. Who's popular? Antonio Banderas. And you're like, oh, this is going to suck. So I disagree <laughs> with you on, on the principle of Mask of Zorro. I think Mask of Zorro is. The exception to that rule, I think it's a lot of fun. I think it knows exactly what it is, and that's neither here nor there. I don't. I, it's been a while, but I don't remember the soundtrack being ultra modernized for that film, I or at least the most, score. Right? I will know? most certainly give you Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, even though I love that film. I'll even give you the Disney version of Three Musketeers because remember that and it's all for one. Dude, one I fucking love. love that song by Rod Stewart. So good. <laughs> it was like. It was like Brian Adams, Rod, like Brian they, Adams. They was it Brian? Like Ad- wasn't Rod Stewart in there though? Yes, there was like four or five. It should be three Musketeers coming together song. for an all for one song. Yes, it's a terrible song. Let's it face is it, really bad. Let's make it all fun, all for love. It was all over the radio, but it's a bad song. But I still, here's the difference. I genuinely Such think Masquerade is a great film. I love Three Musketeers for the nostalgia. I I, I I will full on admit, I remember watching that movie as a kid. That was a great film when I was a kid. If I watched it now, I'd probably feel differently about it. Totally with you, Josh, but disagree with you on Marcus, uh, Mask of Zorro. So I'm going to go ahead and say that the big song from Mask of Zorro was I Want to Spend My Lifetime Loving You by Mark Anthony. Was it 
in the movie or was it just on the soundtrack? That's yeah, the question. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question because uh, like, you're the other. I don't, other I don't examples, remember. Right. I don't think it was the other examples. No, were, I think oh, they're all, like the they're all score. Yeah, they were I mean, in yeah, the yeah. movie. Right. Like again, nineties to two thousands was the day of we're going to make a soundtrack for the film that has nothing to do with the film. We're well, just getting no, what, no, it's this, like right? it's almost like it's almost like yeah, we got these really great songs. Let's make a movie around it. <laughs> what is this? What does this song sound like? And they're like, play the song, Hungry Eyes. Sounds like all Patrick right. Let's Swayze. do a Mad Lib. Give me a song. <laughs> That's right. We're going to make a lot of fucking money. Put him in an iron mask and we'll make some fucking money. And there was maybe one song that kind of had something to do with the film. I think the most egregious example of this, uh, too, is the Godzilla soundtrack. Oh, yes. Space Jam soundtrack, right? (laughs) None of those songs appear in the movie, but we have one song that's called Space Jam by Quad City DJs. That's all about... Come on and slam and welcome. I don't don't even ask me what that song's about because there's a train in it. Apparently, I don't know what it's go, what's going on. But like, I I love how this list of remakes have devolved into yeah. shitty soundtracks from 1997. I'm, I'm also I'm also look and because because every time we talk about shitty soundtracks and songs that do not belong, you neglect to bring up one that I will never stop bringing up. Kiss from a Rose. What God the damn fuck? It. it has nothing to do with the movie. I agree, but that is a badass song. No, no, no. Music video. That is a badass music video. Good. Seal. Open shirt in front of the bat that signal. Terrible. Yeah. Give it to me. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. Who cares? Neither does Chumbawamba. I keep going on with life. I get knocked down. I get back up again. Eiffel 65, blue. I don't know what the fuck that song's about, but I'm in a blue house with a blue world. Let it happen. (laughs) And if you put that into any movie, I'm fucking watching it. All right. Well, I mean, look, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it opening up Iron Man 3 because of the time, right? It was like, right, yes. here's how you know we're in, in, in right. 1999, Eiffel 65. Right. That makes sense. Just Kiss like every Rose, movie uses that, uh, <laughs> what, what's the, the song? Um, oh, fuck. Every but Give Me Shelter by the Rolling Stones? Yeah, every Vietnam movie is like, do we have Give Me Shelter? We don't have Give Me Shelter? Right. Nah, I don't you know. Don't, hate, yeah, yeah. If you hate. Uh, do you have fortunate son queued up? Because right, if you yeah, don't, I just need to know: Are we in Vietnam? Can you make that song? It, unless, unless we hear credence, I'm not sure that we're gonna know we're in a war. Regardless of, uh, regardless of the rainforest behind us, we're not gonna know. We're invading we Brazil. Not- Why? Why are we right. down there? Right. I don't understand. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry, everybody. I heard it. We're <laughs> so, so cue the we cue the credence, and <laughs> we know, know where we are. <laughs> Uh, All right, look, uh, Brian, which really, is funny, really, Brian really, doesn't give a shit about music. How did we get down no, this route? Like, he hates this. I know, this. I know. You know it's what? a solid you topic that inspired other topics. Movie soundtracks, though, so I'll, I'll talk you, movie soundtracks with y'all all day. You get, you get five points for the topic. Woo-hoo. Uh, yes. CJ, I'm giving you five points for your, for your reaction to Dirty Dancing. Uh, that was, that was fantastic. Um, and then. Uh, I'm taking uh, three points away from you for Kiss from a Rose. Um, <laughs> because... give... You know what? No, more. Take more off. I <laughs> Take fucking more. love this song. Take them all, Josh. I'll defend that song. What and, uh, and, and, and look, uh, look, overall, uh, really, really, really solid conversation there uh, on the back end. Um, it does. It does leave 
Uh, CJ as our winner with uh, the, the, the ten points right. to to Brian's eight. Ah, um, yes, ah, so close. But I, I, um, I, I will say I'm looking at the Batman Forever soundtrack list right now. Did you, did you all remember that uh, the Offspring had a song on the Batman Forever no. soundtrack? Yeah, I remember Somebody. you too had had one uh, for a different Batman. I think it was for a different Batman movie. You too, pro- yeah, that was a different Batman. I, I think, think that was I'm Batman Forever. S- I'm looking at no. Batman Forever. forever oh, no, you're right. Hold me, ki- hold me, feel me, kiss me, kill me. Oh, God, me, so me, terrible. Me, me. <laughs> Fucking. I terrible. remember that song. Oh, it's an awful song, but at the same what time. What does it have to do with Batman? That's it the has thing. nothing I, to do with Batman. I but it's a good, love these like, soundtracks from, from our youth, right? Versus, where, where, versus the Prince song that was on the Tim Burton Batman. Movie. Right, but and that Prince song was actually used in, in Batman to great effect. Fits perfectly. Right? Right. Yes. Ah. Uh, the music video for that Prince song is like him partying in Wayne Mansion. It's freaking nuts. The nineties were a wild. <laughs> I love, I love it. I love it. What the hell is waving? You know, my keyboard. So, so listen. I may have lost, but I'm glad we had to got to have this conversation. I'm very happy. <laughs> I'm very happy. Well, then, uh, then, then, uh, listener, you should anxiously await what should be another riveting discussion about music and movies. Next week, I'm not sure what rabbit hole we will go down then, <laughs> but it's been wonderful having you with us, and thank you for making us your walk around the neighborhood, your drive to work, or whatever time period we fill for you. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you on the next one. Well, welcome to the club, because you were back on a nerd. I've been kissed by the rose and recording. A rose, a rose. Kiss by a rose. Listen, if you're going to sing it, at least get the right one. CJ's burnt. over here like, kiss on my rose. <laughs> Listen, it was the night I was recording off the radio from a cassette, okay? I didn't. I uh, yes, I remember the right? Power 9 at 9. Yeah, absolutely. FM 97 yeah. had to pull it off of that.